Central Propaganda Department of Sports and Culture, <laughs> propagating the party's theories, directions, principles, and policies from Park Place Arts in Anderson, Indiana. <laughs> With me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And me, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Gentleman. <laughs> Gentleman. Episode 110. 110. How we doing? I'm doing great. Sounds like we're doing better than Snoop. Man, yeah, it sounds like his whole house is down with a stomach bug. Uh, so he so was quarantined. respectfully asked him to stay home, <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're sending love and light here from uh, beautiful Anderson, Indiana. That's right. Um, That's right. Dude, so you just were out visiting Big City Adam. Big City Adam with uh, our sound. Really what it was was a sports, sports, sports technical uh, conference. Okay. Uh, we all went out to New York City and hung out and, you know, talked about new Talk ideas shop. we could, uh, you know, use for the pod and whatnot. So, yeah, spent uh, four days out. With Big City Adam and Mike, sound engineer Mike, sports, or sports, 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 sound engineer Mike. He's been on the show. Everybody knows who Mike is. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was awesome. It was great. My first time in New York City. Got to see all the sights, all the sounds, all the foods. If you had to describe it in one sentence, what would it be? Mm, one sentence. Um, not what I, ex- better than I expected. Okay. Because I remember before you went yeah. and you were talking about this trip, Actually, before before this trip came about, and and Snoop and I were saying you should go to New York. We think you'd really like New York. Yeah, you were like, ah, I don't know. This is my style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's true. I did say that. Still, I don't know if it's my style, but it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, I couldn't live there, uh, but I will definitely be back to check it out. I got yeah. a lot more sights to see, a lot more museums to take in, but. Uh, no, Big Sam was the uh, was an excellent tour guide, and he and Mike and I had a blast. Went That's all awesome. over the place. It was awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's basically like when you're going around New York City. The best part is you're like. This was in Ghostbusters. This was <laughs> yeah, in Ghostbusters. That's true. This was in Ghostbusters. We did see the Ghostbusters firehouse and the library uh, from Ghostbusters. Uh, we and sports since it, this is a sports at least sports adjacent mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we did go by uh, Flushing Meadows, where the U.S. Open is played. We saw City Field, where the Mets play. We went by Madison Square Gardens, where the Knicks play. You mean, uh, what's-his-face, the blues dude that owns Madison Square Garden? Oh, there's a blues dude that owns it? Yeah. Um, I it's, didn't know uh, that. What, what's, what's his, uh, oh, man, uh, James Dolan? Um, it is his band that he forces his employees to go watch JD and the straight shot. <laughs> uh, literally like when he plays at Madison square garden in this band, he, f- he expects his staff to show up to his gigs. Wow. Yeah. It's a mandatory meeting. Yes. Wow. Um, but anyway. Yeah. No, it was great. It was less expensive than I thought. Yeah. Less crowded sands, like actual midtown yeah. around uh, Times Square and all that. That was pretty mm-hmm. crowded. But uh, yeah, uh, it was as dirty as I thought it would be. Yeah. But other than that, it was great. Food was great. Ate a lot of, uh, had a lot of Asian food while we were there. Thai food, Chinese dim sum, and uh, Japanese food. Nice. So yeah, it was great. Did you have a real New York City New York City pizza? Pie? Had a New York City slice. Had a New York City bagel. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you try the tap water? I did drink it's the tap water. Really good tap it was, water. Yeah, it was fine. I and mean, the water pressure was exquisite in Queens yeah. too. Their water uh, system is antiquated, and one day will fail, and they'll all <laughs> die because of that. Uh, I think they call the people who work on that, they're like called sand hogs or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's this whole crew of people that's just basically trying to maintain the New York City water system. And yeah, basically like one, you know, one one incident could basically wipe out the water supply to the entire city. But... (laughs) 
Wow. While they've got it. Well, they could get it from the east or the Hudson, right? Just scoop it out of there. It's fantastic. Yeah. So basically what it was was a sports, sports, sport technical retreat. Nice. Too bad you and Snoop couldn't join us. I know. But next time. Yep. Next time. I was on assignment, so it's it's fun. It happens. It happens, but it's all the stomping grounds, and it it is uh, it's really cool out there. A lot of fun. Well, Reed, how about some sports? How about it? All right. So uh, apparently, baseball is still going on. Yeah, I, I thought since the roto league was done, that that baseball was over. Well, it is for me because okay. I have not watched. Why any is it baseball. still going on? It's the playoffs. Oh, so why doesn't roto league extend into playoffs? Because you might have players on teams that don't make the playoffs. Oh, I gotcha. You will have players on yeah. teams that don't make the playoffs. But what we have tonight? Do they have like a roto lightning round or something where you just that'd be like, cool. Shorten, I'm sure they have some kind of playoff roto uh, yeah. bracket that you can get in. Snoop could keep sitting on pitchers yeah. and uh, yeah. being being just filthy. filthy. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely filthy. Cards uh, take out the Braves thirteen one to win the NLDS this evening. Just smoked the Braves. Uh, and currently, as of recording, the Nationals and the Dodgers are tied two-two, and the Nats are excuse me, the Dodgers are up three nothing currently. So, speaking of the Braves, uh, mm-hmm. Snoop texted us, even though he couldn't be here, he's with yeah. us in spirit, and he texted us a story about how uh, the Braves have uh, announced that they would not play any chop-related graphics. Well, Cardinals right. reliever Ryan Helsley, who's a member of the Cherokee Nation, uh, was in the game. Yeah. They weren't going to completely, completely get rid of it, even in We the realize game. it's inappropriate when there is yeah. a native person they, they, they on the field. They obviously see that there's a problem yep. to the point where they, they are taking action to reduce the, right. the tomahawk chop. That's right. And they even say, we look forward to a continued dialogue with those in the Native American community after oh the postseason continues. My God. Uh, <laughs> well, their postseason, their season is over. Oh, Maybe it was boy. karmic. Maybe it was karmic that they Man. got beaten like that. Yeah, I mean, something's got to be done with this. But at the same time, you know, 25,000 intoxicated people from Atlanta trying to get them to stop doing something might not be the easiest thing in the world. But, yeah. Isn't that, I mean, that's pretty pretty telling, pretty right. enlightening right there. Apparently they did play the music to the chant multiple times during the game when uh, Helsley was not in the game. So the first inning, uh, and then after Josh Donaldson's home run put Atlanta on the board in the fourth inning. Their um, one and only run. But Helsley said... I think they're taking the right steps. Uh, I think it's a positive thing. Fans might not like it, but maybe they can reflect back on it and see it was a good move. Yikes. But, Jeez. huh. That's it. That's enough baseball. <laughs> All right. Racist baseball. You want, to talk, uh, you want to talk NFL? Let's talk NFL news. All right. Mason Rudolph KO'd by the Ravens. Okay. I showed this to you before yeah. the... Uh, before the show, we started recording here, Rowdy. Mason Rudolph got knocked out cold by Earl Thomas. This guy's a wimp. Uh, hey, he didn't even get the, he, he didn't even get hit that hard. I think he got I knocked out because his mouth was open. Yeah, he had his mouth open, and when the guy hit him, right kind of knocked his knocked his helmet into his chin. Yeah. I think where's right, his mouth he guard? Dropped. He probably wouldn't have gotten knocked out if he no, had a mouth true. guard proper protection. Come on, he got Come knocked on, out cold, and it got worse from there. Because he laid on the field. Obviously, they take all the precautions now. You know, when you're knocked out cold, they don't want to move you or anything. They took his face mask off of Mm. his face. Off of his helmet, I should say. Uh, And then their cart wasn't working. So he had to walk off the field instead of being put on the cart and driven off the field. So two big uh, linemen get on either side of him, and he's just spaghetti-legged walking off the field. Just... And he looks really ridiculous with a football helmet on with no face mask on. It just Man. looked like a big, big dome. But, uh, yeah, it was not a good <laughs> night for an already struggling and defeated Pittsburgh Steelers team. Next up, Delvin Hodges out of Stanford okay. University is their third-string quarterback, which they are on now. Rudolph was their backup because, remember, Big Ben threw his elbow off mm-hmm. in the first game. 
So, not good. They end up losing that game 26-3. to I think they have one win on the season. Wow. Next up. Yep. Colts usurped the Chiefs. Colts played. I watched. Actually, got to watch a little bit of this in New York City. I think I picked the Chiefs in hot takers. That was the pick. But I've literally uh, every single week I've picked the Colts wrong. I've been yeah. off on their rhythm. Of that's win, what they lose, do win, to lose, you. Win, lose. That's what they do to you. You, you don't know. <sighs> it was you don't know what Colts team Chiefs. you're getting. It was at Arrowhead Stadium yeah. in Kansas City. Uh, Colts win nineteen thirteen. Why did they win? You ask, Rowdy. They ran the rock. They ran the ball and ran it right down the Chiefs' throats. Marlon Mack, 132 rushing yards. Jordan Wilkins, 28 rushing yards. And Naheem Hines, 46 receiving yards. So you're looking at uh, well over 200 yards just by the three uh, running backs. And that's how they went. One, wow. they controlled uh, the time of possession. They controlled the rock. And hmm. they brought it to the Chiefs. Next up, Bears get raided. Raiders come all the way from Oakland into Chicago, win 24-21. Now, there's a lot riding on this game that might not be appear you know, on the surface here at Rowdy. The Raiders traded the Bears, Khalil Mack, one yeah. of the best pass rushers, if not the best pass rusher in the NFL, and then they roll into Chicago and beat them. Hmm. So that was a big deal. Uh, uh, Gruden, Coach Gruden for the yeah. Raiders, got a lot of flack for getting rid of Khalil Mack and then this year trading, or into last year trading Amari Cooper uh, to the Cowboys. But they rolled into Chicago and beat them 24-21 on the back of Crimson Tide running back Josh Jacobs. Yowza. Who had over 120 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. And finally, the Niners exposed the golden boy. That's right. Baker Mayfield got benched in the fourth quarter because he couldn't do jack <laughs> against the 49ers, who won the game 31-3. to Wow. A lot of people are saying Baker needs to pay less attention to Twitter and Instagram and get in that playbook because he's not <laughs> looking so hot. Is he, a, is he a big social media boy? He's a big social media boy. He's the he's the guy that uh, bit a hole in the beer can at the baseball oh, game yeah. and shotgunned okay. it. He, uh, he stabbed the flag in the middle of the Oklahoma flag his senior year or his last year at Oklahoma. Uh, after they beat the Ohio State Poison Nuts in the middle of the O, he stabbed the Oklahoma flag in it. And so when he got sacked by a Joey Bosa, a poison nut, not Joey Bosa, was it Joey Bosa? I don't know. I didn't watch this game. I was out gallivanting in NYC. <laughs> but when he got sacked in this game, they, the the guy from the Poison Nuts acted like he was waving the flag and stabbed Stop it in the ground. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Some some considerable upsets. Uh, Ravens isn't an upset, but Colts over Chiefs, definite upset. Raiders over Bears, definite upset. And just the 49ers, absolute blowout of the Browns, 31-3. Wow. A surprising outcome. So we'll get back to hot taters when Snoop has been put through quarantine and decontaminated, and we can get you all uh, settled up with that. But uh, I have a feeling you didn't do so well. I don't think I did. Yeah. I was just hearing bits and pieces. Like people talk about sports at work while I'm trying to eat my lunch uh -huh. and I'll just hear lunch bits break and, chatter bits and pieces. Yeah. And I usually, I'm just like, you know, looking at spoofs and goofs on Twitter uh, <laughs> while all this conversation's going on around yeah. me. But I'll hear bits and pieces and I heard about the Colts win. I'll hear little, little things. I'm like, I don't think I'm doing so hot. I don't yeah. think taters, uh, Tater's not tater's, uh, tater's not having a it's good It's a tough one, yeah. man. This is not a good season gambling, for Tater. Gambling is a difficult thing to do. Yeah. It, it just really is. That's why I don't I don't do it very often, even though we now have a sports book. And online gambling's coming soon. Oh, they are I mean uh mobile on your phone gambling. Downtown Indianapolis they had uh two box trucks with <coughs> digital screens on all sides that were promoting um, I can't remember what the website was, but it was a sports betting Dude. site. Nice. That were just driving around the streets downtown over the weekend. Really? Yeah. So they're they're making a big push to try yeah. to get people into this. So come and on. And the off track betting places, uh, 
yeah. right around the corner from my office. I haven't stopped. Oh, really? Yet. Yeah. Oh. Should I go in there? Bet the pony. Yeah, go in there and bet some ponies. See, I don't even know what a spread <laughs> is, and I don't care to learn. You don't have to worry about spread when you're betting ponies. You just have to worry about like place show, trifecta, boxum. Betting places, though, will also be focusing on some of the sports. Um, just, yeah, just Pro- general sports betting. They might be. Um, off track is is I don't know maybe I tend to think that may be just horses because like when you go to Harris who's your park here you they have screens from all over okay. the world horse tracks from oh, all over okay. the world. so you can bet in Australia or yeah. out in California or hmm. New York Jersey all that but could be I do know mobile betting is coming and um, Indiana's going to make a lot of money on sports betting huh I might have to take a work meeting at the yeah. uh, off track betting place we could go. walk over there it's an yeah. easy walk it's right by the five guys there you go Maybe okay. you can score an account with them. Right. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah. All right. Maybe they need a new logo. Maybe they need a dope <laughs> mascot for off-track betting. Who knows? Well, any other any other updates? I think that's all the all updates right. I got. Alabama was on by. That's why I went to New York on this weekend and yeah. not another weekend. So uh, I'll be back with some Bama news next week. All right. Well, I thought... Since uh, you know Snoop's gone, yeah, you kind of have an easy week. I thought we could just make sure aliens you know, and mound builders. Yeah, we're not covering anything controversial. Okay. So I thought we could talk about China. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, so uh, you've been following this story at all? I have. I've been following this a little bit. So yeah, basically, uh, we we had a a tweet from what is it, Daryl Morey? Mm-hmm. Okay, Murray, Mur- Murray. I think it's Murray, yeah. Who is the general manager like of the Houston Povich. Rockets, uh, who was basically supporting the protesters in Hong Kong, and uh, basically received instant backlash uh, from the Chinese authorities. I'm shocked. Uh, and um, this, this is kind of snowballed to the point where now um, we have... Uh, the the Chinese consulate in Houston uh, released oh. a statement expressing strong dissatisfaction with Morty's tweets, uh, saying that anyone with a conscience would support the efforts made by the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region to safeguard Hong Kong's social stability. And as we'll get into later, social stability is a is a big issue here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have sportswear brand Li Ning, which sponsors a handful of NBA players, has announced okay. it would suspend business ties with the league. Uh, Tencent, which is the uh, NBA's digital partner in China, has announced it will suspend business relations with the Rockets. Um, just with the Rockets. Just with the Rockets okay. so far. Uh, the Chinese Basketball Association, which is led by Yao Ming, Yao Ming right? who was a all-star Hall of Famer Houston Rockets. For the Rockets? Right. Okay. Right. Uh, they've canceled, plans, uh, canceled planned exhibition games with the NBA G League affiliates of the Rockets and the Mavericks, which were supposed to be later this month in wow. China. China versus Texas. This could get interesting. Yeah. Lakers-Nets uh, exhibition game in Shanghai is still scheduled to be played uh, tomorrow, or I guess the day this airs, Thursday. Yeah. Um, but media sessions for both team teams have been canceled. And I heard that you can't find tickets for it anymore. Really? Yeah, like huh. online you can't find tickets. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think they're going to like... Just let it be empty. I hope that somebody records it and it's just an exhibition game with no crowd. That would be insane. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was an NBA Cares event with Nets players in Shanghai, which was canceled on Tuesday by the Chinese Board of Education. And then Chinese uh, state television, CCTV. uh, Isn't that a great name for Chinese? CC Closed Circuit TV. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Said it would no longer air the Rockets preseason games in China. Um, so it's... Because everybody wants to see preseason games. Yeah, I mean, um, so we thought, you know, we were we were texting this morning, the, the three of us, yeah. uh, even though Snoop's only here in spirit. Mm-hmm. We were texting about this, and we were like, you know who we should bring into this? Perfect. Food editor and China expert, Dennis Chu. That's right. Uh, so we started a Facebook Messenger chat with Dennis mm-hmm. Chu, just trying to get his take on... Yeah. The situation sure. in uh, in in China and Hong Kong and Texas, because not only is not only was Dennis born in China, that's right. He currently lives in Texas. It's so. Perfect, I mean, this this match. is this is 
this is this is his time to shine. That's right. It is. So, uh, first take. He's technically a Manchurian candidate. He's from Manchuria. Oh, okay. Harbin, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his his first take, his personal take is that it's a dumb move on the part of the NBA mm. since revenue from China is north of $5 billion. And he brought up the point, and I think this is a good point, that it's easy for the execs at the NBA to point fingers at another country for freedom, but in our own backyard, the NFL wants to deny our citizens and players that same right. Wow. So uh, I think, yeah, he's, huh. he's bringing up uh, some of the anthem controversies. Right. and Taking a knee. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, keeping politics out of sports. Uh, I mean, I think he's got a point here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see what he's getting at. Um, he was actually in uh, Hong Kong in May of this year. Oh. So he's there. The The protest began in June, but he was there during the lead up to the on protest. On his food editing booth. Yes. Yeah. He's, he was we there. We sent him over there. Yeah. We paid yeah. for this trip, on yeah. a, uh, which the checks in the mail, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and... But he he says he was also in Beijing in oh. 1989, which oh wow. Let's see, I'm guessing he would have been six, six uh, or seven. I'm trying to think, 89. He was probably eight. Eight. In okay. Okay. Seven or eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he says that people have been comparing the situation in Hong Kong right now with what happened in Beijing in 1989, which. According to the Chinese government, if you said what happened in Beijing in 1989, they'd say, uh, do what now? Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, don't, don't remember uh, anything about buckets and tanks or any of yeah, that. No. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, he says, though, that the two do not compare at all. Hmm. He says Hong Kong has seen far less injury and death in, comparing, in comparison to any major protest in the U.S. from recent years. Uh, and for anyone. Who has not seen it firsthand, and here he's talking about Mr. Daryl, to pass judgment is about as stupid as someone trying to tell me that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Peyton Manning. (laughs) Which, by the way, he did name his firstborn child Peyton after Peyton Manning. He certainly did. um, So, I don't know. So, some some interesting points here. I did Um, read that there have been 1,100 injuries. And I did see a video of someone getting shot in yeah, the chest at like point blank. Pretty range. much point blank. Yeah. yeah, which the person recovered. Yeah, but or yeah. the shoulder, I guess technically. Yeah, they were but shot. it was it was a point blank yeah. shot with a pistol. Um, but there's very little protest in the United States that has gone on as long as this in Hong Kong in terms of the volume and the activeness of the protest. I mean, I think about Occupy Wall Street or some of these things that are more like sit-in. They set up little tent cities. They're there for a while. But these people are marching. Oh, yeah. For, what, 16 weeks or something now? It's it's been, yeah, it's it's been four months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So now let's get into the background of this a little bit. Let's do it. So Hong Kong... Former British colony. That's right. It was handed back to China in 97. You know, I watched that happen live on TV. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that. I remember that I happening. I was up real early in the morning for some reason, turned the TV on, and there was like these Rolls Royces driving yeah. around the circle and the changing of the flags and this big ceremony in the bridge, British handing over uh, Hong Kong to the Chinese. That was really interesting. That yeah. was 98? 97. 97, yeah. okay. So it is run under a, this is this is a quote, one country, two systems agreement mm-hmm. that guarantees that Hong Kong has certain autonomy. It has its own judiciary and a separate legal system from mainland China and has rights to freedom of assembly okay. and freedom of speech. Um, but those freedoms, which they call the basic law, expire in 2047. Ah. And at that point, it's not clear what Hong Kong's status will be. Interesting. Now, what triggered a lot of this was uh, there, there were proposals uh, within Hong Kong to allow extradition to mainland China. And the fear here was if you pull, uh, pull Hong Kong citizens... Out of Hong Kong and the Hong Kong's uh, independent judicial system, yeah, and and extradite them to China. That uh, one, you're endangering dissidents, and you're also putting Hong Kong's in. You're undermining Hong Kong's independence. Um, 
now they have agreed uh hong kong has agreed to uh they've they've declared that bill dead the extradition bill dead uh and they've insisted that all work has stopped on this bill but the protesters are demanding the formal rules of withdrawing a bill be followed in the legislative council so they want they want to make sure the system works to to i guess really make sure this is dead yeah but in addition to that They've had other demands, so they're they're wanting to establish independent inquiry about police brutality. Uh, they want to retract uh, the characterization of the protests as riots because in Hong Kong, rioting is a crime that can be punished by up to 10 years in prison. So just by calling these protests riots, you're instantly looking at a 10-year sentence, potentially. Yikes. Uh, they're looking for the release and exoneration of arrested protesters and they're looking for uh, universal suffrage for the legislative council and the chief executive election. So right now, um, only half of the seats in their legislative council, uh, which makes Hong Kong's laws, are directly elected by voters. And the other 35 seats uh, come from constituencies from uh, different professions or trades, which means corporations and select voters get to vote for those representatives for their particular sector of uh-huh. Hong Kong. Okay. And, uh, Interesting. um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's complicated. It's, it's a complex, it is, it's a complex situation. Um, now Daryl Morley or, uh, I think two or Daryl Morey, mm-hmm. Daryl Morey, uh, to Dennis's point, uh, probably not super educated on what is happening here. He the ins actually, and outs of it, right. He right. actually uh, came out uh, afterward and apologized. Pretty uh, really? Yeah, he said, yeah. I did not intend my tweet to cause any offense to Rockets fans and friends of mine in China. I was merely voicing one thought based on one interpretation of one complicated event. I have had a lot of opportunities since that tweet to hear and consider other perspectives. I have always appreciated the significant support of our Chinese fans and sponsors that our Chinese fans and sponsors have provided, and I would hope that those who are upset will know that offending or misunderstanding them was not my intention. My tweets are my own and in no way represent the Rockets or the NBA. Um, now, he's not at risk any risk of being fired at this right. point, but uh, the NBA did come out with a statement where they said, in English... We recognize that the views expressed by Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey have deeply offended many of our friends and fans in China, which is regrettable. While Daryl has made it clear that his tweet does not represent the Rockets or the NBA, the values of the league support individuals educating themselves and sharing their views on matters important to them. We have great respect for the history and culture of China and hope that sports in the NBA can be used as a unifying force to bridge cultural divides and bring people together. So that sounds pretty nice but <laughs> and here we go uh, on uh now once this was translated and issued in chinese on Sina Weibo, which is the, basically their social media uh-huh. um this is how this is how the statement read um we are extremely disappointed in the inappropriate comment by the general manager of the Houston Rockets. He has undoubtedly seriously hurt the feelings of Chinese basketball fans. He's clarified <laughs> that his comment did not represent the stance of the Rockets or the NBA. Um, under the values of the NBA, individuals can gain a thorough understanding of the matters that interest them and share their views. We have the utmost respect for the history and culture of China and hope that sports in the NBA can be a positive energy for unity, continuing to build a bridge for international cultural exchanges and bringing people together. So the key word there is that... Feelings hurt. The feelings hurt, <laughs> but also uh, they regretted that the tweet deeply offended fans. They did not call that tweet inappropriate. The right. NBA's initial statement right. did not say that it was inappropriate, but the translation did say that it was an, an inappropriate comment. So, um, so I think that that's interesting, yeah. right there. Um, and then Adam Silver later came out and and clarified he's the commissioner that he he says I recognize our initial statement left people angered, confused, or unclear. He looks like a Star Trek alien. 
Like close, like a Ferengi? I don't know. Like, Adam Silver does not look human. <laughs> yeah, he is right? an odd-looking like, dude. Yeah. Um, he looks like, they have, in Star Trek, there's like the really tall, weird, bald aliens. He oh, looks right. like one of those. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's from that species. I forgot about those people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which, I don't know, maybe there's or a Space entities. Jam connection there. Yeah, exactly. Mm, maybe. Um, he is an odd-looking di- dude. So he says, you know, they've, they've, we've seen how basketball can be an important form of people-to-people exchange that deepens ties between the U.S. and China. At the same time, we recognize that our two countries have different political systems and beliefs. And like many global brands, we bring our business to places with different political systems around the world. Um, but for those who question our motivation, this is about far more than growing our business. They say values of equality, respect, and freedom of expression have long defined the NBA and continue to do so. As an American-based basketball league operating globally, among our greatest contributions are these values of the game. They go on to say uh, that with that that diversity, the belief that whatever our differences, we respect and value each other and have in common, including a belief in the power of sports to make a difference, remains our bedrock principle. And... The NBA will not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners say or will not say on these issues. We simply could not operate that way. That's the key. So that is that's the freedom of speech. Yes, that is that is what I think has rubbed China the wrong way for sure. And you got to think that the NBA has taken a cue from the NFL and the absolute conundrum that was the Kaepernick freedom of speech kind of ordeal that, oh, yeah. that they witnessed. You know all yeah. of these other major leagues watch this and right. they got to figure out how they're going to do handle all this when it happens to them. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, no I think you know one of the things that I I think um is interesting is and and this is where I think the fundamental disagreement comes. So on uh CCTV, yeah. As we discussed, China's uh, state-sponsored uh, TV network, uh, they came out and said, We've noted that Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, has responded to the inappropriate comment on Hong Kong made by the general manager of the Houston Rockets. Um they say we believe that no statements. And this is the key. We believe that no, or sorry, we believe that no comments challenging national sovereignty and social stability fall within the scope of freedom of expressions. Yeah. Ugh. And so, in light of this, uh, they have decided to immediately suspend current plans to relay a broadcast of NBA preseason China games, and will immediately undertake a full check of all cooperative <clears throat> exchanges involving the NBA. So, I think that's the key. That two. To the Chinese government, any comments that challenge national sovereignty or social stability do not fall within the scope of freedom of expression. I think that's the fundamental difference. Absolutely. That's, we're not going to yeah, get... we got different ideas yeah, here. We are yeah. not going to get that. Now, to Dennis's point, mm-hmm. and, this, the, and so we discussed this a little further, um, you know, yes... Uh, you, we could say yes. The the Chinese government uh, uh, censors, uh, keeps its citizens sheltered and censored. Um, but at the same time, you can you can flip the script and and make that case against the U.S. and other countries as well. He brought up the point: How much do we know about UFOs and aliens? Just ask Jose Canseco. Yeah. Which yeah, very true. Avid listener, kudos to exactly. Dennis. He gets it. And if the Edward Snowden whistleblower case has taught us anything, it's that uh, uh, no government is as transparent as they claim to be. Without doubt. And That's a great point. I think that we th- – this is, this is what I think th- the biggest issue is. We have – while – and you can just look at post-9-11 America. We've, yeah. we've traded – who knows how many freedoms and 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 there are plenty more things that are being to us monitored. Yes, right. that we're yes, as we found out to Dennis's point with right. the with uh, Edward Snowden right. and you name it. The collect data collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is this is happening at the same time. We have the Constitution and uh, for now, for now, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we have this ideal. It's the ideal of America's ideal right. of freedom. And so that's what I think the fundamental disconnect is. Is if you say 
No comments challenging national sovereignty and social stability fall within freedom of expressions. That's that's where okay, like that's not going to fly here. Even mm-hmm. though, mm-hmm. even though, what we saw and Dennis brought this point up, which I thought was good. The the whole NFL deal. What right. is that challenging? Social stability. Right. It's rocking the boat. You're rocking right. the boat. We can't have that. You got to shut that down. I agree to to an extent, but I also kind of feel like, in this sense, social stability is in some ways, um, they mean money too. Nowhere oh, around will. this have we talked about money. I mean, this is yes. a, this is billions of dollars. But think about, about this. Now. So, so if you are a so so the reforms in China began in seventy nine. Right. So, what year were you born? Eighty one. Okay, I was born in eighty two. Yeah. So that means our our parents, if our if 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 we grew up in China, our parents had lived through very unstable times Mm -hmm. and what they saw from just you know from from 1979 to the present day they've seen uh uh no uh significant countrywide political violence so obviously there was the incident in 1989 which uh we won't yeah um but you know overall china's been stable GDP growth has averaged close to ten percent yes, each year. Skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, there are no food shortages. There's no significant energy shortages. Uh, we have seven hundred million Chinese using the internet. Five hundred million with smartphones. A high-speed rail system that's better than anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and they've in a lot of ways surpassed the u.s economy oh for uh, sure yeah so if you were if you were talking to a person in china who yes they might have gripes about the uh communist party or they might have gripes about internet censorship or whatever mm-hmm. at the same time uh if you as an american try to say oh it sounds like you're trading your personal liberties for uh personal safety uh they would say are you crazy like our life like my life is so much better than my parents my parents life is so much better than our grandparents uh why would we want to rock the boat here yeah so i like i get that viewpoint and i mean and then when you look at things like the arab spring you look at also america's uh 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 democracy adventures in central america oh which have basically led directly to what we call our immigration and crisis. the middle east uh the, yeah. the middle east yeah you name it yeah. i mean yeah when you're the when you're the most populous country in the world no <laughs> yeah I, I mean that makes a lot of sense to me that i think the the main distinction is and i and i think you stated it correctly earlier when you talk about the american ideal the american project but the main tenet that it, that is different between the Chinese Empire or the Communist Party and the American project is that, at least historically and traditionally, dissent is a part of the American right. project. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that is not a part of the Chinese project. And that that's a point I brought up to to Dennis. You know, if we're talking about. Uh, any comments challenging social stability falling right. within the scope of freedom of exp- not falling within the scope of freedom of expressions, we would not have the Civil Rights Act. Right. We would not have uh, gay marriage. Women would not have the voting right to rights vote. Act. Yeah, right. Voting Rights Act. You right. name it. Like you look at the the progress of our country, and we would not have that progress mm-hmm. without that. Uh, w- without that ability to dissent, and also, you know, to to Dennis's point, like he, you know, he brought up like uh, uh, uneducated people should not just be spouting their dumb opinions online. <laughs> At the same time, <laughs> yeah, I get that, but that's that's America. also America. That's like America. love it or yeah, Everybody like, you know, has love it or hate it. That's like right. uh, that's that's why our podcast can exist. That's right. Um, I mean, so. Uh, yeah, I think 
like I said, I think Dennis makes a lot of good points here. And yeah, America is not squeaky clean when it comes to this. And I not think a chance. when you're looking at it from the perspective of both both the Chinese government and just the average China, Chinese citizen, uh, I, 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 I feel like in doing some of this research, I feel like I've learned... I, I, I went into this thinking... Yes, like why would the you know why would the Chinese accept their government? Why like right. why would they accept essential? Why would they accept this? Right. Of course, you know. At the same time, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that the Hong Kong protesters are wrong. Right. Um, well, that's a different animal. I mean, Hong Kong is a really unique region. I'm just gonna and, ride the fence and, here, though. And I, that, I, say, yeah. I see, I see both sides. Yeah, but there are there. Are good I don't want to get us banned in there, China. There are good people. On I've both seen. Sides. I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen. I've seen. Uh, we've seen a few listeners yeah. pop up in China. <laughs> we love you. Uh, it's probably just Dennis on one of his uh, <laughs> food, food expeditions. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I just think it's really interesting when, well, first of all, my first take on this when I was first learning about it and reading about it was, well, this is just solely about money. Yeah. This is what this is about. Particularly from the American side. Like, shut up. Stop talking about China. You're going to lose us a billion and a half dollars. And who knows what else if they ban a billion people from watching the NBA or buying jerseys or going to Chinese exhibition, exhibition games, et cetera. I mean, the NBA's first, first reaction was not to say this, this is his opinion. Uh, We don't, we don't restrict what our what our players or employees can say. It was to say we were basically we regret that this happened. Yeah, that was their first reaction, which was their uh, their, you could just tell that they were like, oh no, yeah, we're gonna lose billions on this, right? And and then because there was a a, a you know an opposite reaction in the U.S. of people saying NBA, what are you doing here? Right, you're like what. You're really gonna bow down to China on mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Then then they released the second statement, clarifying. I think, I think the the appropriate term would be kowtow to China. Okay. Yeah. That that, that may be racist. We'll have to ask Dennis. Not at I all. Know. Okay. I took a Chinese Chinese Japanese history. Okay. Course. All that right. is a legitimate academic term because you kowtow to the yeah. the dominant power. Yeah. It's it's a it. We would talk about it in terms of deference. Right. You show your deference to. Yeah. To to the main the main actor or, yeah. or or the main entity, I just think the difference is it's it's this is really where sports can help kind of uh, shed light on major cultural differences between the East and the West, in that people's in America allegedly people's voices are supposed to matter. So when you view the Hong the Hong Kong protests through a Western lens. These people want their freedom. These people want whatever they're arguing yep. for, and they're protesting and fighting for that. That Americans see that as yes, that's how you do yep. it. That's how things get done. That's how we've done it in the West for however long. But in China, it, it almost seems like it's the inverse. You show deference to the the uh, government, to mm-hmm. the Communist Party, or uh, in past history to the empire or the emperor and that's it, it's a top down versus bottom up yeah it's just two different ways of functioning in yeah. the world you know and i think it becomes even more strange for americans to look at it through that uh, lens because of what's happened in the last hundred years in japan oh, and yeah. particularly what's happened in the last 50 years 60 yeah. years now in south korea and vietnam and we yeah. see all these things as yes we you know, we helped these people liberate, or we knocked back the Chinese imper- or the Japanese imperial powers, and mm-hmm. now they're much more Western or yeah. democratic, or however you want to talk about it. And yeah, so it's difficult for I think Westerners at, at just a glance to um, to understand that how this system in China works. Well, and I mean the other thing, the and thing. I could be off, I could be completely off base here, but I think there's an aspect of you know, in the, in the, you know, chi- like China as as you know, and as an empire country, is ancient. Like it's an ancient, oh, it's yeah, an ancient, man. ancient culture. For sure. Um, I mean, old. But yeah. when we're talking about the, you know, the the modern world stage, mm-hmm. you have this agrarian culture mm-hmm. that 
has been pushed around. Mm -hmm. It's been occupied. It's been, you know, and recently within a hundred years. And and so it it is a very, 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 very recent phenomenon that they are now a world superpower. That's right. And so I think that there may be an aspect of, uh, and I, and I think this is what you see with, with this strong reaction. Like if, if, if it were me, if I were, if I were China and, and this happened, it would be so easy to just say, we feel like, you know, Mr. Mr. Mori is, uh, I mean, essentially talking out of his ass. Right. He doesn't know what and, he's talking about. And which we, he may we, not. And we hope to have further conversations with him about that. But we, uh, you know, appreciate the uh, the dialogue with the with the NBA, right. and and we and we look forward to bridging these cultures. You know, whatever. Like you right. could you could say something. You could make your point to say this was not cool. Right. You uh, kind of overstepped here. At the same time, like. We're getting, you know, yeah. It, 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 it's cool. Like, yeah. uh, instead, the reaction's been extremely drastic. Felt it's felt extremely drastic. I mean, it would be one thing if he was in China and said this, right? Instead, he said it within the United States. And I think this is where it's rubbing a lot of people in the U.S. the wrong way. It's mm-hmm. like, wait, China should not be policing what Americans can say in America, right? Yes, he's talking about. A situation on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, like that's true. You're over. You're overstepping here. Well, and I think it's easy for Americans on uh, you know that aren't aren't real educated about it or or, or real informed about it to uh, really quickly and easily equate it with this whole the whole Tibet thing and yeah. how long that was drawn out and the whole free Tibet yeah. campaigns and all these things going on and just kind of. Put that in the same pile as what's going on in Hong yeah. Kong. The other thing that I don't think a lot of Americans think about is our geographic location on the Earth and our isolation oh, yeah. to trouble spots around the world. As we were talking about earlier before the pod, China shares borders with Pakistan and India, with Russia, with North Korea, right with, across the water know, from Japan, right across from Japan, who is an arch enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and they're. Fairly close, yeah. relative to the United States, extremely close to the Persian Gulf in the Middle East. Right. And so there's all kinds of action going around them all the time, yeah. which I think you could kind of see how they can become somewhat isolationist or try to be, at least with the Communist Party, kind of homogenize their oh, yeah. their way of life yeah. in, in terms of, because they've got some threats from all over the place. Well, like I said, like you can just look at society and I think we, we can look at American society and say, hey, democracy has led to, uh, democracy has led to a good way of life. Right. We, we are, you know, uh, you know, we're doing all right. But, but, with China, they can look at their government and they can say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, we're doing way better than we were in the and past. We, so, yeah. so it's 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 yeah. And look I, what I, we got. We still got cops killing people all the time. Yeah. We got a teenager shooting up schools. We, I mean, if you if you try to put yourself in the in China's situation and looking at United States of being, you know, kind of the paternalistic approaches, everyone should right. be free. Everyone should act this way. Democracy is the only way. Yeah. Capitalism is the only system. All. And then you look at all these things that happen within oh, our yeah. everyday lives. And that's a system that all developed in Western Europe. Right. And, and so, yeah, no, it, it's, it's. And, and yeah, it's, it's a religious a com- homogen- yeah. uh, homogenization, yeah. too. I mean, it's a Christian worldview, this whole thing. I mean, they mm. don't have any of that. Yeah. No, it, it is. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, it's a more complex issue than I think. For sure. A lot of people. No, Dennis's uh, comments have helped me because, you know, my first reaction was like, oh, well, these people want freedom and China doesn't want to lose Hong Kong because it's a massive economic powerhouse in the West, probably number two outside Singapore. And, you know, they it's their territory and this is another Chinese territorial battle, just like uh, Bhutan or Mongolia or uh, all that, you know, and it's like, well. Maybe not. Yeah. So, I mean, it pays to go to the source and talk to somebody that kind of yeah. has an experience and knows what they're talking about. Now, at bit. the same time, and this is this is where I think the issue gets, you know, gets even more muddied is when you. It's one thing to be the national 
uh, basketball association, (laughs) you know, and operate within the U.S. But as soon as you start extending this into a global brand, Mm -hmm. okay, hmm, we got, you know, potential, as Dennis said, $5 billion at least. Yeah. That's that's not chump change. That is not. That so you know, and we're not even that good on the internet. Look at the international teams we're putting out. We're getting beat down, right? That we don't. We're not putting out the dream team anymore. Right. Going over and smashing everybody. Yeah. We're not the best basketball yeah. teams anymore. At least we don't put out the best basketball yeah. teams anymore. Well, and and you don't think other countries notice that they do? Yeah. I mean, could you imagine knocking off the United States with your national oh, yeah. basketball team? That would be a huge oh, deal. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Even if you are Australia. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. And pretty close to America in terms of ideology and culture and those kinds of things, but still, I mean, that's a that's a major accomplishment. Oh, totally! In the world of sport, for sure. Well, moving this to an issue that's even nearer and dearer to your heart, esports. <laughs> oh yes. So on <laughs> on Monday night, uh, professional Hearthstone player and Grandmasters tournament competitor Chung. Blitz that is a Chung. great title. I will not say his surname because I have no idea no how to idea pronounce how to, it. Does it have like X's in uh, it and stuff? He expressed his support for the protests in Hong Kong, recited a protest slogan, and wore a mask supporting the activists who have taken to the streets. Oh. So, Blizzard, who owns Hearthstone as well as World, World of Warcraft, Warcraft. Uh, Overwatch, uh, they uh, suspended him for a year from competitive play. Um, now this is Chinese don't play well so this is the interesting thing so Blizzard is Blizzard is based in the US right but like I I can't remember if it's 5 or 10% is owned I think it's 5% is owned by Tencent the Chinese company well how many subscribers are in China exactly it's a huge business in China yeah so they uh, they banned him. Their their rationale for for banning uh, uh, for banning this guy is because in their official rules uh, for the Grandmasters official competition rules, it's it says they bar any act that in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages the Blizzard image. So with that statement, oh. it could cover anything. Yeah. And so they're, they, so they're using this as a uh, as kind of a blanket statement to say, uh, yeah, you rocked the boat too much here. We're going to ban you. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is there's been pushback both within Blizzard, the company itself, and its fans. And so there's actually a group of Hearthstone players. So Hearthstone, if you've never played it, it's basically, it's essentially a... It's like a card, it's a card game. game. It's, yeah. a, com- it's a, a computer game that's that. like a card game. Yeah. But it's all kind of like magic and, yeah. you know, I don't know. It looks ridiculous. Uh, it sounds terrible to it me. Does. But yeah. uh, so So Hearthstone fans who do not agree with this are looking at punishing Blizzard... Uh, really? using the uh, European Union's general data privacy regulation regulations. So, um, essentially, they can submit this GDPR request to Blizzard, uh, basically saying um, that they are uh, requesting access to all personal data concerning me that you have stored. The purposes of the processing, the categories of personal data concern, the recipients or categories of recipient of whom the personal data has been or will be disclosed, blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. So if if these people file these uh, requests to Blizzard, the amount of time it's going to take uh, and resources and money to fulfill these requests is going to really hurt Blizzard. So essentially, what they're looking at now, you've got uh, you you've angered your fans in America. Right. If you if you hadn't done that, you angered China, who, as we see with the NBA situation, can you know drop sponsorships. Part you've launch. got you've yeah. got part ownership in China. Mm-hmm. At the same time, now uh, we've got people who are using these European Union. Uh, privacy regula- regulations to now flip the script on Blizzard Jeez. from the other side and say, you know what? If if this is what you're going to do, then we're going to hit you with these and you're going to have to comply. Dude, this is cra- it's, crazy. It's wild. Yeah. 
I mean, we've like got geopolitical warfare, man. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I think when you have sports, whether it's physical sports, esports, whatever, once it becomes a nation, uh, a worldwide phenomenon, and you open a up money maker. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. open up Pandora's box. So the question is, how 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 do you as a sport respect respect the autonomy of different governments? Right. How at, at the same time, how do you respect the freedom of uh, of people? Well, at the same time, we all know their whole goal is to make money. That's right. the only reason they expanded into China in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because they a saw with Yao Ming that, that yeah. you've got a humongous market you can start to tap into. So sure. it's, I don't know, it's muddy. I don't know where we land with all this, but um, just how much time do we have left? Five minutes. All right. So what? Uh, you know what? We we've mentioned we've mentioned Dennis. Uh, I am going to uh, take a little segment for choose news. Okay. So we've been talking about China. So I asked Dennis, "Hey, any Chinese delicacies we sh- delicacies oh, we should yeah. feature in choose news?" So he, like I said, he went he went back to China in May. Uh, he mentioned uh, Peking duck. Oh. Now, interesting thing, Peking is now called Beijing. That's right. We're not calling it Beijing duck, it's still Peking duck, but Peking anyway. sounds better for a duck. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just leave that there, but he says this is always the first meal he has when he lands. He says there's nothing like it here in the States. Many have tried to imitate, but none have actually succeeded. He says it's about the flavor and the texture. So, with Peking duck, this is a very specific type of duck that has been bred. And this this oh, really? this dates back to uh, at least the 1300s. The, the oldest, the first restaurant specializing in Peking duck in Beijing was opened in 1416. It still is in business. Say what? Yeah, its its biggest competitor, uh, this newcomer, was opened in 1864. It's also still in business. Jeez. Uh, so the the deal with Peking duck, it's all about the skin. Uh, you, the, the, the meat is, uh, the the meat's one thing, but it's, it's all about the thin, crisp skin and it's all about the, the, the freshness of it. So it's sliced in front of diners by the cook. So you can have that skin when it's still warm. Uh, these, uh, these ducks, they are raised free range for the first 45 days of their lives. And then... Everything goes to hell. Oh, for the next like fifteen to twenty ve- days, ducks? they force feed them four times a day for uh, the next fifteen to twenty days. Uh, here we go. It, it still, we just lost all of our PETA listeners. Now here's here's the thing that I threw at Dennis. I'm wondering, could we introduce this delicacy yeah. to the United States by, uh, you know, what, speaking of international relations here? Canada, Canada geese. geese. Oh, let's take out the Canada yes. geese. These things are gi- gigantic. I anyway, I hate them. They're em. stuffing themselves. Anyway. We don't yeah. have to force feed they're them. They're so force feeding mean. themselves. They're mean. They're awful. They're still protected, which I don't understand are they because really? they're yes, they're everywhere. You can't kill them. They're a nuisance. No. Uh, let's kill the let's kill the Canada geese. Yeah, and let's let's prepare them. Peking duck style. I want to taste it. that crispy skin. Oh, yeah. I want it. I want it sliced right in front of me. Yeah. I want to. I want to dip that skin in. Uh, in in something sweet. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to eat it with. I want to eat it with some pancakes. Oh yeah. I want. I want some sauces. I want some this. spices. I want some fresh veggies. Oh yeah. Let's do it. I'm. I'm down. You know. By the way, Dennis was the first person to ever take me to have dim sum. Really. Yeah. And you did get to go to Chinatown, so you experienced a little bit of Chinese culture while you were That's in right. NYC, right? That's right. Delicious food. Yeah? Absolutely. Were the people friendly? They were. You know, the Chinese people, I have to say, are our friends, our yeah. dear, dear friends here at the podcast. Um, we, you're trying to, to not get us banned We're building the bridge here. Yeah. <laughs> As Adam Silver says, we've, we've, sports, was, sports is the bridge. Yeah. This has been our geopolitical uh, episode. Yeah. I hope we haven't stepped on any any toes. Um, you know, we see all sides. We ride the fence. We are milk toast. Uh, we have no opinions. We don't want to offend the party. I guess. Uh, we don't want to offend CCTV. We don't want to be banned by the most populous nation on earth. 
because we're because we're true we American. See, we yeah. see where the money is. We're America, true American capitalists, and we are self-interested. I'll be honest. Uh, you Americans, uh, the ones who listen, you're great. But the podcast yeah. <laughs> does not spread as much as we would have liked. We see some big opportunities in the Far East. We're going international. So, you know what? Whatever we have to say to to get this podcast out there, we'll just we will out, say. Uh-huh. We'll call it cool. Beijing. We'll call it Peking. We'll call it Nanjing. We'll call it Nanking. Whatever you want us whatever to call it. You need. Whatever you want us to say, let us know. Well... <laughs> That's it. That that is it. We did sports. Uh, we sure did. If you're still listening, we did geopolitical sports. Man, tonight. we did a lot. Yeah, a lot we, of information on that one. Not as much funny time, but lots of good well, information. I, I, I had fun. It was it was. You know what? Yeah. This was a, it was an interesting learning experience for me. If nothing else, thank you, Dennis, for your yep, participation. Appreciate it, Dennis. Thank you for your perspective. Uh, and if you're still listening especially to our dear friends in China. You know we love you. And maybe you know some other Chinese people who would be willing to let us love them too. So if you know a Chinese person who's a fan of... uh, Baseball. Football. Football. Basketball. uh, And not being told what to do. Appropriate tweets. Yeah. uh, Shoot them a link to this episode. Send it to them on... uh, Send them a link on... uh, (laughs) Send them a link on Sina Weibo. (laughs) Well, that's it. We did it. Episode 110. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the party. Yes. Uh, I want to thank the guru, The Mikey. great leader. I want to thank Jet Belly Music, the commissioner, Brandon Casburn, our dear friend and food editor and China expert, Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy this week is... got to go to Big City Adam. Great tour guide, lots of hospitality, and he's working hard on that Big City beat out there. Way to go, ACG. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or working on Cena Weibo, or email us at sportsportsportspot at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you would like to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it?